and welcome to the first podcast for Alternate Universe Comic Book Store here in Echo Park. I'm here with comic book store owner Chris Cortez. Hello. Um, and we're here to just kind of talk nerdy stuff and introduce the comic book store to the neighborhood. Um, Chris and I met a couple years ago when he opened up his store and his, him and my boyfriend have become best friends forever. Um, <laughs> Because we're huge nerds, and Chris was actually the pivotal point for my boyfriend to get back into collecting Star Wars comic books and toys again. So I have to thank you for the lack of space in my apartment. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Jess's boyfriend, um, big, huge Star Wars fan, <laughs> as am I. And he has been, especially when the comics started being uh, released again from Marvel, has been a regular customer here. At Alternate Universe. And it's great because, you know, you guys not only bonded on the whole nerd thing, you have a lot of other things in common, but, you know, you're not just a, a comic book store owner, you're also a fan of the things that are in the store. I am indeed. Uh, it, in fact, most of the toys um, and also some of our backlog of magic cards came from my personal collection as I started as a nostalgic thing in around 2000, getting back into the toys that I loved growing up, the Transformers, the He-Man, the G.I. Joe, uh, the Marvel stuff, and uh, Star Wars, of course, and just have been a voracious collector since about 2000 to the point where at one point in my home, uh, my wife started uh, calling it the secret invasion because I was <laughs> displaying all my toys around the home. Uh, so what she... you're saying is your personal collection got so big yes. that you started a business with it. I did. And so that's pretty much what I have to look forward to as the <laughs> girlfriend of a huge fanatic fan. If you're lucky. Then, <laughs> then the stuff will get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's probably the difference is that my boyfriend's space has no intention of ever selling anything he ever buys. I think I've even offered to buy some of his stuff, and he's <laughs> like, absolutely not. Ah, <laughs> so hilarious. But over the last few years, we've all become friends, and I think this was a couple weeks ago that the two of us were sitting out on the balcony at my place, just hanging out, talking about the perspective of a podcast, because... You and I have been to a lot of conventions. We've been in and around a lot of nerd things. People, circles. <laughs> I mean, L L.A. in and of itself is actually a pretty nerdy town. Um, it's probably one of the biggest centers of toy culture, probably. Mm -hmm. um, and also just its proximity to Hollywood and the fact that those two industries have sort of gotten so close over the last 10, 20 years, uh, it really has become a big hub for things like toys and comics and uh, graphic novels. And uh, We also do a lot of, a fair bit of gaming in the store, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon. Well, yeah, your, your store is pretty open layout. You've got mm -hmm. nice tables. People can come in here and game. They can hang out. And one of the things that we've talked about a lot is how you want to make this very much like a community spot. Yeah. But getting off topic, we, we, we were just sort of talking about stories that we had over the years from going to conventions, being around these circles of uh, people that are into this nerdy stuff, and we just we started trading these hilarious stories. 
Yeah, and that's kind of what spawned us to want to get together and do this podcast to not only benefit people getting to know you as the owner and the store as like a community place to hang out, but, you know, we're also very much nerds. You're very much a nerd, and you own this thank place. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to say thank you for that, yes. <laughs> um, so we happen to be sitting outside, and there was one story in particular that I'm going to talk about that really made you chuckle and I think was the precipice to this entire podcast starting out. Yeah. Um, and it is a gaming story. Uh, I am a very avid gamer. I don't say that I game quite as regularly as I used to, but I used to use gaming a lot when um, I was on my own, moving away from home, or, you know, it's just something to do that can give you sort of that faux reality before virtual reality started coming back into play. It was like kind of at the precipice of people starting to online game with each other on consoles as opposed to just on computers. Um, and I was a very huge fan of a game called Fable. And I played Fable on the original Xbox. Fabulous. Yes. Um, Fable was a pretty in innovative game at the time. Uh, you were able to not only change characteristics within your character, but certain choices you made changed the storyline and also changed your character. I remember there being some sort of thing where if you ate too much pie, your character actually became fat. And there was no way to reverse it. Unless <laughs> you just walk it off? <laughs> <laughs> you had to go find this other food that basically counteracted the pie okay. and you had to eat so many of them to lose so many pounds. Celery? Yeah. Right. I think it was celery actually. <laughs> <laughs> so this, it was kind of an innovative type game, you know, um, and I was very much into it. This was also to be my freshman year of college. I was living on my own. I was trying to make friends. I'd spent a lot of hours just gaming by myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that quite gets the job done for making friends. <laughs> no, especially back then, because the Xbox, the original one, didn't really have the capabilities to get online mm -hmm. unless you had attachments for it. Mm -hmm. That didn't really come... Right, until the second Until iteration. the Xbox 360. Right, yeah. So being such a huge fan of the game, I was very excited when the Xbox 360 came out and they were like, oh, we're doing Fable 2. And it's even more intense. This time you get to play online... This time, not necessarily interact with people. I don't think that was an, a thing you could do. But you could play it online, and you had the ability to actually develop your attributes. So you would spend a lot of time doing these little mini-game mini type things where you could build up your blacksmith attribute or mm -hmm. like make you funnier by telling jokes in the square, like things like that. And because the storyline itself was actually not that long. Okay. Like if you just played it through... You could get to the end pretty quickly, um, and you wouldn't be very strong, but, you know, that was the whole point, was that you would take these little side missions and build up your character so that you could beat the main boss at the very end a lot quicker. Okay. Um, so the problem with that game was that there was a very huge glitch in it, and after me playing this for hours and hours and days upon days... I'm walking along in my character. How, how many hours do you think you put in to... To that game? To that game. Uh, up to the point where you're about to... <laughs> uh, I'd say at least a week. 
like full, full week, week worth of hours. So like you're talking a lot. about like hundreds, almost 200 hours maybe. Yeah. Right? Okay. Maybe a little less than that, but okay. a lot of time. Yeah. And then, yeah, something happened and my character fell into the map. Now, if you don't really understand what that means, if you've never worked in graphics or game design or whatever, they build these things in the computer so that they're like these polygon sort of shapes. And then on the side that you see, it's colored to look like the landscape. But on the other side of these, it's see-through. It's like a wireframe. for Yeah. The, yeah. And so I'm underneath this map and I can see... <laughs> Like, the shapes of the town and the characters walking above me. And I can literally walk the entire distance of the entire game underneath everything. But you couldn't get out. And it, there was no way to get out. I couldn't get out. I thought it was hilarious. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's, this is interesting. This was probably, like, a good hour of me, like, exploring. Like, where am I? So I shut the game off. And I was like, oh, I'll just you know, go back. I turn it back on and it auto-saved. Ah. So I'm stuck. Down in a hole. <laughs> I'm stuck under the map. in control. <laughs> um, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Funniest part about the story for me is that you're stuck there <laughs> and that you could look up and see all these other players walking around playing the game and you can't. You nope. just couldn't get out nope. after nearly 200 hours of gameplay. Yeah, it was a lot. And, and <laughs> I'll tell you, like, I tried so many different times because there was no, I had no same, like, game save that was before that. So it's not like I could revert backwards. <laughs> like, it saved over my last game save. <laughs> um, and I go online, and this is probably, like, a week's worth of me doing research, too. Online, on forums, looking for what the hell this is, and apparently it was this huge glitch in the game. You were in the Upside Down. Totally, before that was even a down. thing. Before it was a thing. <laughs> and nobody could figure out how to get out of it. And there was no support, nothing. Oh, man. And I think I got so angry, I never played that game again. Ever. And that's the fable of Fable 2. Oh, it was so terrible, because I really loved that game. Oh. And I'll never play another one of their games. <laughs> Maybe they'll hear this podcast and. Uh, but isn't that the thing and, and though? Right, like, right or wrong. And that's that's what happens, right? As nerds, like you hold grudges. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, nobody holds a grudge like a nerd. Come on. <laughs> I will never forgive some things. Um, oh really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm still I'm still mad at Marvel for killing off Wolverine. <laughs> you know, we have Old Man Logan, who's similar, but you know. Anyway. What brings me to my story, and I actually, oh, yes. ha- I actually have two. I hope I'm not, oh. I'm not. Uh, it's your podcast, Chris. Blowing all my <laughs> content in this one, but figure I'll tell us two. The the first one has to deal with we uh, when we first opened the store, we were hosting D and D tournaments. We actually we have a new one. We, we we are still hosting. We got one on Sunday, but this one was like on a Tuesday night, and we actually at at their peak we had probably about two groups playing at the same time. But this was the first group. Really nice guy named Elliot was the dungeon master. He had set up the whole thing. And, you know, this, we're just starting, so I want to make sure, you know, we, we're, you know, catering to their every need. And so he's starting to get set up. And I say to him, hey, Elliot, you know, is there any, you know, is there any particular music playing as you're, you know, doing your adventuring? And he says, he's like, yeah, Chris, something epic. <laughs> and I was like, 
I was like, okay. I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, Muse? You know, Muse is pretty <laughs> epic. You know, maybe some like, uh, I don't know. Um, what's, that, what's that band? Uh, in Canada, the 2112 uh, guys. Um, I don't think I know them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, band from Canada that is epic. New World Man, like Tom Sawyer. What's like Rush. Oh, Rush. yeah. I'm like, I'm like thinking, you know. Rush, like, of course. Priest of, of, you know, something like that. Priest of Syrinx. And he's like, you mean, so I said that, literally said that. He's like, you, you mean like Muse? Epic? He's like, no, man, epic. Like the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow. oh, I get it. I get it. I just thought it was funny. You know, that's probably definitely one of the lingo things. Epic music. Yeah. Um, but that always cracked me up. Second story is we have a customer here. Uh, I'm not going to blow up his spot. We'll just call him Jay. Okay. Um, and Jay the customer. Jay the customer. And Jay the customer loves loose figures, loose action figures. Um, and it's particularly when he was coming in, he started coming in, he would always ask to see loose Transformers. He bought out our whole shelf of Masters of the Universe classics which was like over $1,400. Wow. Um, yeah, he's got a commitment to, to this stuff. And so one of the times he came in, I showed him a Play Arts Kai Venom figure. Beautiful figure. <laughs> um, really well done. You know, he was sitting around playing with it, and, uh, you know, he said, he's like, yeah, I like it, you know. And he's like, he's like yeah, I'm going to buy it. And so he's looking around, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, we kept, we opened it here at the store, and we kept the box with the alternate head and the hands and everything. And so I, I, I go in the back, and I bring out the box, and I said, oh, here's the box. He goes, no, no, don't show me that. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, I can't buy it now. I'm like, <laughs> so he, he sat around playing with the toy. He played further with a little bit. He was just like, yeah, I'll buy it. But then I showed him the box, and he but was like... But the box was what? He was the deal breaker. So I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, he's like, if I know I have the box, i got to put it back in there, and then i got to store it away. He's like, that's just who I am. Ah, that's hilarious. <laughs> so I, like, he, he, and he didn't buy it. He like, he's like, nope, can't do it. you got the box. Wow. And I just thought that that was like, what, 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 what an uh, interesting hang-up. <laughs> that is an interesting hang-up, but I get it. Yeah. I mean... No, he wants these things. He wants to be able to play with them. He doesn't want to be... Like, if he has the box, he's like... Then he feels responsible. He feels responsible. He's got to store it away. He's got to keep it in, like, pristine collector condition. He can't... He yeah. just can't do anything box figures. See, now, that's the funny thing for me. Like, talking about that, I understand that mentality. I don't hold that mentality... Personally, right? No, neither do I. Yeah. Because I like to display and play with my toys. Me as well. You've come over and opened plenty of our toys. <laughs> well, not mine, but Space's toys. Yes, yes. <laughs> Openings, yeah. They're, um, they're an event for sure. But you know, my boyfriend has opened plenty of toys and put them back in the box right. after a while because sure. he's like, "Oh, well, this was nice to have out, right? And now I'm going to put them back." Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, look at all of this. Let's make a diorama or do something cool with it. Let's take it from the ceiling. And he's like, no, no, no. It's got to go back in the box. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. doesn't? It's not so bad when the box is displayable. Yeah. And that makes it kind of cool. But I feel like, it, yeah, it's kind of a double-edged thing. Like, when you're somebody who likes to open them, then do you keep the box? Because now you've got to store the box. Right. 
I think it all depends. <laughs> uh, to, to me, it all depends on one, if you have the space to store the box, and two, how nice is this box? I mean, could you, you know, if it's just a carded figure, you know, I'll just rip it open. I'll throw it. <laughs> Sometimes I'll save the card, but I'll just, for the most part, I'll just forget about that. Yeah. But you know, some of these figures at this point have got such, uh, you know, well-made boxes that you know you kind of have to. You almost feel bad not holding onto it. Well, yeah, and I worked in a com- I worked for a company for a couple of years where, you know, packaging is such a big deal. Like mm-hmm. designing of the packaging, how does it work? Making sure that it does look displayable, mm-hmm. like all of that kind of stuff. That you know, back in the day, they didn't really necessarily think about that. The boxes were just a box, mm-hmm. or like the original Star Wars figures, it's a card which is a picture right. with a glued-on plastic bubble. And I think that you know that that is really like almost at the heart of it uh, for some of these collectors is they you know with those Star Wars figures they've heard about if they had kept that figure <laughs> in the box, oh, how the much it would be the remorse right of oh. opening it, how much it would be worth today. But it's like. You know, to me, it's like you get utility out of playing with the figure, you know. Yeah. And some of these figures, you know, if they start out as, at a high price or if they're hard to find, you know, they'll still go for about 70, 80% of what their original price was. So don't feel too bad about opening up your stuff and playing with it because, yeah. you know, if it's that nice, it'll probably retain its value. I always feel that it just depends. Like, if you're a collector that doesn't necessarily care about resale value and you just want to collect, then that's up to you. Right. You know, I've listened to many people's interviews of, I think one in particular was uh, Seth Green, used to have a room in his house with all of his collectibles oh, in sure. boxes. Oh, yeah. And then he reached a certain age, probably after he had kids, um, and was just like, uh, screw this, I want to play with all of it. Yeah. And opened everything in his collection. That was, that was an epic day for Seth <laughs> I mean, I feel like there must be something kind of liberating about that if you're that kind of a collector. I couldn't do it all at once like that. <laughs> like, a, a, like, to me, every figure <laughs> sort of needs to have its own time. <laughs> you know, almost seems like he was like in a feeding frenzy of... Well, uh, I don't know if he did it open. all in one day. Okay. <laughs> I mean, just like the epic... Story of Seth Green's, you know, Seth Green's day. Fever fever dream of opening (laughs) figures. (laughs) Oh, hilarious. So does that wrap it up for this podcast? Yeah, I think we'll keep it kind of short to begin with. You know, just kind of want to introduce and and get our feet wet here. Yeah, we're located at 1498 West Sunset Boulevard in Echo Park. As we've been talking about, we do toys, games, and comic books. Uh, a lot of people come in, we see games, think we do video games. We actually don't do video games. We do mostly board games, Dungeons and Dragons, role-playing games. And a lot of tabletop. A lot of tabletop, yes, exactly. Uh, and then the action figures, comics, graphic novels, etc. Yeah. yeah, and the store is really, really inviting. It's very open. Thank you. Lots of light. Yes, We great, were just talking space. the other night about, you know, just other comic book stores in the area. And there's one in Chinatown that's yep. uh, more of a like a model building and anime type place, but the entire place is just packed, filled with stuff. So you don't really want to hang out there. You yeah. want to go there to treasure hunt for something yep. and get then in, get leave. Out. Yeah. 
Whereas here, like, you kind of have that ability to treasure hunt because your cabinets are glass open, lots of figures in them, so you don't know if, like, there might be something behind the one in the front. Oh, yeah, we're, we're a great <laughs> uh, shop for, like, nooks and crannies treasure hunting. Yeah, it's like going to your grandmother's house and looking through all of her knickknacks. Right. Like, the menagerie on the counter mm -hmm. and then finding something random that you're like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, come on down. See yeah. us. We're or, open uh, seven days a week. Uh, for the most part, we open at 11 and are open till 9. During Thursdays and Fridays, we're open up later. Sundays, we're open 12 to 6. And Mondays, 1 to 7. Not bad. And you guys also have some uh, online places that people can reach we've out. We've got a Facebook page, <laughs> uh, we've got an Instagram page, and we've got a Twitter account. All of them are there, uh, facebook.com backslash altverse-la, A-L-T-V-E-R-S-E-L-A. That's the uh, suffix for all three of those uh, social media. <laughs> so everything programs. at altverse-la. Yes. Um, otherwise, you can search altverse or alternate universe. Yep. I'm sure you'll find it. Chris is always here. For the most part, yeah. For the most part. Very approachable guy. Oh, thank you. We've become very good friends we over have. the years because of it. Yes. <laughs> so very, if you're... You know, and, you know, even for, just for the friendships alone, I've been thrilled opening this store because I've made so many friends with uh, some of our customers, and it's just been a wonderful experience being here. I love the community here And that's Echo kind Park. of the dream as a business owner. Yeah. Right? Like, it's your home away from home. Yep. Like, when you open a business on your own, like, you're expected that you're going to spend so much time there. Mm -hmm. And I know that you have a family, and, you know, you kind of split your time hanging out and doing your family life stuff, and yeah. then coming and doing, you know, your work stuff. But yeah. it's a good thing that the work stuff is also very much something you're into. Yeah, we've got the, <laughs> we've got the best customers in the world. I, we were just talking about it today with Jesse, who was working, about how much, how great our customers are. I mean, literally, I mean, of course you're going to get some people. Um, of course. But I would say 90, 95% of our customers are really just like really cool people that I actually enjoy talking to and spending time with, like yourself. And, of course. And uh, yeah, it's so been good, so come a, on down. And, yeah, if you're a nerd out in the L.A. area or visiting mm -hmm. um, and you just want a cool place to kind of come and hang out, play some games close to a lot of things in Echo Park. You can go grab a beer next door. There's yep, food. Sunset Beer Company. Dodger Game is right down the road. Great restaurants here in Echo Park. Super close to downtown. Yeah. Right off the 101, pretty much. There's nothing like this place, so you should definitely check it out. Jess, this has been a pleasure. Our first podcast. Thank you, Chris. Looking forward to the next one. <laughs> yes. I don't know how often, but we'll try to do this weekly, if not every other week. Sounds good to me. Seems pretty easy to just come in and have a conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks, guys. <laughs>